Thanks for tuning in to the Palm Beach Podcast, a weekly show highlighting people making a positive impact in our community. With your hosts, sports chiropractor and athletic trainer, Dr. James Spencer, photographer and art director, Mike Jones. Our show is brought to you by Pump House Coffee Roasters, The Lotus Travel Company, Opportunities Self-Serve Beer Hall, and The Bishop's Water Company. Hello, and welcome to the Palm Beach Podcast. My name is Mike Jones, hanging out at Media Zone in Palm Beach County, Florida. Dr. James Spencer, how are you doing today, buddy? Always a pleasure to see you, especially on this beautiful day. Sunny blue skies out there. It's uh, almost pretty much summer now, right? Officially? Definitely, and it looks like they have an aquarium today going over the Blue Heron Bridge, so... And I think we have a uh, special guest in the studio with us today, don't we? Always. Fortunately, today we got uh, Tyler from Noble Tree. Welcome to the show, bro. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, so why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about Noble Tree and uh, how you guys got started? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is Tyler Denoff. I was born and raised here in Palm Beach County. Um, I've been a lifelong golfer and uh, done woodworking since I was very young. And uh, as you know, somebody who did custom furniture for a living, I wanted to really combine my passion of golf with uh, my occupation, and so had this idea to create hand-carved golf furniture featuring uh, topographically accurate depictions of golf holes from anywhere around the world into um, wall-hanging art pieces. And, so cool, uh, right? And furniture pieces, um, and we also make hand-carved putters, which uh, there are a couple on the table in front of you, too, so... Yeah, that's kind of the the gist of the company and um, have a bunch of different pieces and different angles that we like to attack and do yeah. custom work. I mean, our studio is pimped out right now. Look at, this, piece, look at this artwork, man. It's incredible. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And so like um, just in browsing your work, like we just appreciate attention to detail. And when you were telling us the story about how each one of those little notches is like matching New York City, Manhattan or whatever, the actual street layout. Um, it shows, you know, so yeah. why don't you tell the story about that? Yeah. So the piece behind me, um, the whole, it's hole number 18 from a course called Beth page black, which is on long Island. Um, it's a horse that's a course that's hosted multiple major championships, most recently the PGA championship. Um, and it's, you know, well known for its proximity to New York city. When I lived in New York, uh, I was fortunate enough to play at Beth Page, not the black course, because it's very difficult. I would not have done well there, um, <laughs> but I played the red course. And this black course is very famous, and this uh, 18th hole is, is an iconic hole. So what I did with this design, it's carved out of black walnut, and all of the uh, the dots that you see, they represent the Manhattan street grid. So it's an accurate representation of the street grid in Manhattan. And where the fairway is located is the approximate location of where Central Park is in Manhattan. So cool. Um, and so each of the squares that you see represent one street block. And there's approximately like 22,000 individual dimples. And they were all carved by hand to make up the street grid. So a little bit OCD on my part. but <laughs> You got uh, carpal tunnel after yeah, that or what? Yeah, you know, I had to do it in, in a couple different sessions. So I didn't go crazy. Yeah, but. that's incredible, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, and the, uh, the bunkers are carved out of maple and it's uh, a hard maple that's then bleached um so it's extra white that adds contrast to the black finish and i finished it in like a jet black stain just kind of to accentuate the you know the feel of the beth page black it's incredible you know, let's talk about this piece uh yeah so this piece in front of us um it's actually a course in fort lauderdale uh, so a little closer to home it's called coral ridge it's a private um country club and 
I kind of just was drawn to this double hole uh, feature with the par four and the par three together around this lake. Um, so it's a really unique shaped lake and uh, it featured a color blue glass with a, a backing of walnut. So you can still see the wood grain through the lake, um, but it has like that nice kind of underwater feel to it. Uh, and then this carving of the rough is um, more of like a grassy style carving uh, that's finished with a white oil to really let it pop against the natural walnut that's carved in. Uh, and then the you can see the greens are a little bit lighter color, so those are just lightly bleached to just add a little bit of contrast and give a different color from the bunkers as well. And the rough, God bless you, because that was all handcrafted as <laughs> yeah. well. Yeah, that's another one. I didn't count those like I did with the the piece behind me, but it's probably close to you know ten thousand or so little slashes done by hand. So yeah, that's incredible. And really, how how Noble Tree gets started, the logo and, and the business itself. Uh, well, really, um, it all started because um, I have a two and a half year old son, and when my son was born my wife stopped working so i was uh i went back to work at a restaurant i worked in hospitality my whole life and so as i was working in the restaurant i was like man i really don't want to be here like i want to be doing something with my hands and i didn't have time to play golf so i started researching golf architecture and um kind of went down a rabbit hole nerding out learning about the golden age of architecture and stuff like that and that kind of put in my head this thing of like man i've never seen anybody really do like creative furniture work involving golf holes. Um, a lot of the golf furniture you used to see would just be like a couple golf clubs welded together with like a glass top that you'd see in like your grandpa's den, you know? Um, <laughs> and so there was nothing that was really like artistic and creative. So I had this idea and just started carving a couple samples and it slowly evolved into uh, this business that my wife and I are now run and uh, then the putters, I started doing putters about 10 years ago and I lived in New York, but I never really got it right for a while because I couldn't get the proper weight and they were not really as durable as I wanted. So after a while, I, I learned that I could impregnate the wood with a resin that would harden the wood. And then I found these tungsten weights that would allow me to bring the weight up to up to about 400 grams, which is on the heavy side for a modern putter. Um, and so once I got that right, I developed the, the blade style, which is, uh, it's called an answer style blade, which is, you know, I don't want to get too nerdy with <laughs> the, the putter talk, um, but it's a very, very famous putter design that was developed by Ping uh, back in the 60s that basically every modern blade putter is kind of modeled after. And uh, it distributes the weight on the toe and heel to help it from deflecting when you hit the ball. So it keeps it nice and stable. So Modern age Scotty Cameron over here, Mike. <laughs> don't worry, I'll still four putt. So don't worry about that. You and guys. me both. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, I'm right there with you. Just because I make them doesn't mean I'm very good at golf. Correct. <laughs> it's like the uh, area to course, you just the standard two and yeah. just pick up. Well, and it's like what's so cool about this is it's a it would be a fabulous gift for someone who gets like their first hole in one or like nails their first bogey or just has like a memorable moment, right? Exactly. Like you're out there with a buddy and he gets a hole in one. Like, how better way to commemorate that forever than to be like, yeah, this is the whole. And it's a good story after that. And I can see these just sitting in the uh, the lobby of the country club or something prestigious like that right when you walk in. It is a piece of art. So art galleries, everything. I think these are really cool and unique. And uh, I, I appreciate the whole you taking what you're really good at and, and your passion and, and making it a business. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, 
yeah, like I was, I was telling you before, we also do larger furniture pieces as well. Um, we can do anything from executive desks for a home office to dining tables to coffee tables. Um, and we can do something as simple as carving a little bunker complex or green complex into a corner of a desk or carving an entire uh, hole with complete elevation changes and then putting a glass top on top of that. Um, so the possibilities are really endless and the level of detail. I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to this stuff. So nothing leaves my shop without being absolutely perfect. And um, if something's wrong and can't be fixed, it just gets started over and done again. So it's, there's no compromise. So the next time I, I uh, put eight strokes on a par three, I'm expecting you to, you know, as a joke, but it's, it's so cool, man. Like I, I know we were asking you before on um, the story about like the wood and how it all happens. Would you share sort of like where you source that and how that all works? Yeah, there's a, a couple of online sources um, that I use. Some of the stuff is more highly figured than others. This particular putter here is a redwood burl. Um, so it's a burl is kind of like a off growth of a tree that is actually a, a defect in the tree. It's something that the tree is kind of like fighting to it say like something. Um, it's like your body fighting an infection. That's what the tree is doing. And so as that grows to fight that intrusion, it creates these crazy patterns inside the wood, which is what gives you these like amazing features in the wood. It's beautiful. Um, and so those can then be taken off the tree and sliced up. And so that's what that one is. And then a lot of the other wood um, is kind of just off cuts from other pieces. I'll find figured pieces that can't be used for something else. And, you know, that I just see a natural beauty in. And I really only need a piece that's about five inches by two inches. And that's what it takes to make a putter. And it's a little more complicated, the process from there on. But yeah, um, it, it's really just having an eye for finding like those beautiful pieces that, that you would not normally see. And talking about that wood, let, let's discuss the logo. Uh, yeah, so the logo, um, it, you can see it on my hat here. Um, it's, it's kind of an ode to old school country club logos, um, similar to like Oakmont Country Club. They use... A combination of serif style letters just overlaid onto each other um, in a very classic look. So what I did was I took a design of a tree that is native to Florida. Uh, it's called a slash pine, and it's all over all of our golf courses, all over the place here. And uh, it's so the one that catches my balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That one. <laughs> the, the ones that sure, yeah, yeah. knock all my balls <laughs> offline. Um, and so I designed a slash pine to kind of look like the letter T, and then. You found a nice slim serif font and overlaid it over the end to, you know, integrate the feel of what we were trying to do with the company with also like paying homage to those old school country club logos. Well, and it seems that's where a lot of your uh, your guidance or your uh, influences come from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to like golf history and golf architecture. Um, so I I really respect a lot of the game and where it's come from and, and where it's going. So I, I like to play, pay tribute both in the art pieces and in the putters to all of the designs that have come before me and, and really try and represent all of the holes that we carve as accurately as possible. Um, I use a ton of geospatial data and stuff. So when we're, we're doing hand carvings, all of the elevation on larger pieces is I can get all of the contours on the fairways and greens completely accurate to what they are in real life. Um, just using some stuff that I can find online, which is neat. It's fun to be in the internet age. Well, and there's just some iconic holes in golf, you know, like people, they could tell you like a hole at Augusta or at Sawgrass 
like exactly you know like i'm thinking of the one in jacksonville where you have to like go over the water and like you know it's, yep, it's a real 17. make or break type hole yeah, right yeah. <laughs> yep. um and so i would very much imagine that um you know if you hit a good shot at a special course or a special hole that it would be you know worth it let's talk a little bit about you know the ordering process sort of rough pricing yeah on so, that type of stuff um you could i can be contacted through my website which is nobletreegolf.com um and then i'm also on instagram which uh, it's same handle nobletreegolf and as far as pricing is concerned um every every piece is kind of a little different <clears throat> excuse me depending on the complexity um wall carvings like these started around a thousand dollars uh for something this size and the putters start around 400 and then they can go up there based on the kind of details that you want um with the putters we can do any kind of custom work that you want we can engrave club logos company logos initials uh, I can do it on pretty much any part of the putter, on the bottom, on the face, on the, the back of the putter. So it makes a perfect gift for Father's Day. It makes a perfect gift for Christmas. Uh, corporate gifts, like stuff like that, it, we can really incorporate any design into it. Um, so the, the level of detail that we can get is really just up to what the client needs. And as far as carved pieces are concerned, like you were talking about before commemorating like a hole-in-one, we can do a carved piece and do laser etching on the front that lists the name of the course, the hole, the club that you used, you know, all that stuff that you like to have. Oh. So when you hang it on the wall, it really lets everybody know that that was the day that you got your hole in one, which I am still chasing, unfortunately. I think all of us are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually played last week uh, and a, a buddy in my group got a hole in one on one hop, just bounced it. It was a beautiful shot. And yeah, on hole number 16. So. You know, I was very happy for him, but also jealous because I still, <laughs> it was his second one and I still don't have mine. So, so a little sad about that. Hopefully you didn't bet him on that hole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My golf game is not uh, up to par to be betting at the moment, unfortunately. And do you see um, that you'll have some template pieces that'll be available that are just sort of like some iconic holes or is everything going to be custom? What, how do you feel about that? Yeah, there will be. So there, uh, I'm working on a couple pieces now that'll do some more famous holes, like you said, from Augusta and some nice holes from like Pinehurst. And there's a couple cool, more nerdy golf architecture type holes. Um, there's a course called Tobacco Road in North Carolina that is uh, absolutely stunning. It's this designer named Mike Strantz, who unfortunately passed away uh, a while ago, but he, in his short life, made some unbelievable golf courses. And uh, they're, they're kind of like alien landscapes. And um, actually, my favorite hole that I've ever seen, but I've never seen it in person, it's called Tara Edie in New Zealand. And it's designed by Tom Doak, who's one of the best living architects today. Um, and it looks like an alien landscape. It's, wow. it, it's like somebody took green blankets and just like dropped them on Mars. It's the most stunning golf course you've ever seen. So some courses like that, I'll have some holes that I really dedicate some extra time to like perfecting and being able to replicate to a, a level of detail that, you know, I'll be really proud of and be able to sell those as a edition, a special edition. I know I, I, like I can speak for Mike, but I appreciate how a running theme that we've seen for a lot of these interviews is people who are really just following their passion. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the motivation for this whole business. Um, I've I've built custom furniture for almost 20 years now. Um, I started when I was a teenager and I really wanted to develop something. I have a two and a half year old son um, who's the most amazing little man. And I wanted to start a business 
something that he could get in the shop and help me out, even if it's something as little as just sanding something, even if it doesn't do anything, you know, just <laughs> get him a piece of sandpaper. Um, and something that he eventually I could teach him a skill that he'd be able to use later in his life, whether he wants to come work with me or not, just something that will, you know, get him in and help him learn some life lessons. And so I'm hoping that this is something that he'll enjoy and also kind of, you know, it's a little self-motivating to nudge him towards golf too, you know, <laughs> a little selfishly trying Not to bad. get him on the golf course a little more. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out. Luckily, my wife likes to play golf too. So the whole family, uh, we so can all cool. go out to the course together. Yeah. Well, and that's what we found, you know, throughout the, uh, the last year and year and a half is just coming together with family and enjoying it again and, and spending time with people who you want to be with. I know that's a running theme that we keep coming back to. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But I'm, my wife helps me with the business. She luckily she's uh, she has an accounting background, and I hate money. So she uh, <laughs> it's it's a blessing because she you know she tax season rolls around, and she gets exciting to do taxes, and I'm like, what are you talking about? You're, You're excited a weirdo. To do taxes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so she handles all the the financial part of the business, which is a, such a huge relief for me because it can just like put me in the zone and be able to worry about the creative part. Um, and so it's, it really is a family affair and, and I couldn't be more blessed with an amazing partner to, to do it with. That's really cool. What was sort of like the, the switch that you were like, yeah, I'm like you went and bought the dot com. Do you remember that day or that moment? I do. Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, like I said, when I was working in the restaurant and I had a, there was a particular client that came in that I just had a wonderful conversation with. He's a, a gentleman that's, um, very well known in, in Palm beach. And, you know, we had a good conversation about, like developing something that you can be really passionate about. And, uh, and I, it, it kind of just put this spark in me cause I had had this idea and it was, you know, a little before the pandemic. And so the idea floated around and then when we were all forced to stay home a little bit more, I, I kind of was, had a little extra time to dive headfirst into it. And, uh, I, started building out the website. I had a, I have a bit of a graphic design background, so I'm familiar with doing that as well. Um, and yeah, the, the day I remember the day that I went to the, the county office and got the official like paperwork that said like, you're, you're now officially a business. And it was like a very, very momentous occasion. It, it, it felt very proud to like create something of your own. Cause I've done small businesses in building furniture here and in New York, but nothing kind of on this scale. So yeah, it's something I'm very proud of. That's so cool. I remember my moment as well. Yeah. And it's just like one of those things where not everyone should be an entrepreneur, but, um, you know, companies still need employees. But for the people that have this like inner urge, like who knows what it is like that drove you to do this. But I'd rather be running Media Zone, and you'd rather be doing this for maybe a little less than you could go work for corporate America or do something else now. But in the future, like who knows, you know, yeah, maybe absolutely. one day your son will just be like a take this whole thing over and, and let it fly. Yeah. Hopefully he'll just become a PGA tour or, pro. And or then just <laughs> <laughs> it went a couple just tournaments and then I can yeah, retire. Right away, you know? <laughs> so one last thing I got to point out here before we start wrapping it up is, uh, the media zone broadcast desk. I knew it. I knew um, it was coming. <laughs> so our, our, uh, our third business partner, Anthony's a bit of a handyman engineer, uh, Jack of all trades in that world. And, we went to Home Depot and we like picked this piece of wood out, um, cherry oak, and like we whitewashed it, but he called it like pickling. Uh -huh. He's like, so we like pickled the desk and uh, it was so <laughs> fun, man. Like we literally um, like nailed in a nail and like took a piece of string 
and like did the the carve for a circle and like all in one go and nice. sanded it down. So I have a huge appreciation for uh, the level of detail. I know people can't see like the side or the back of this piece, but there's like these little interlocking notches that are like stained different colors, and it's it's really really impressive, man. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it, and I you know I've I've been doing this for a while, and I I know that. You know, a lot of people take pride in what they do, but um, when you've been working for so long in a certain field, uh, you learn that it's really the tiny little things that really people pay attention to. And uh, especially where we live, like we have a very demanding clientele um, and they notice these small things. And so the you can't just leave a, one piece of it unfinished. You have to pay as much attention to the back of your piece as you do the front because if you're going to install it and they see the back and it's all shredded up, they're going to be like, whoa, what happened there? You know, so um, it really, it, I'm, I appreciate that you notice that because um, it's an important part of how I build everything that I do is uh, really nothing leaves the shop without every single square centimeter being really gone over with a fine tooth comb and made sure that everything's perfect. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Attention to detail. And uh, thank you, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony's <laughs> our, yeah, yeah. The desk looks he was wonderful, really, by the way. He was really <laughs> proud. And I'm like nervous when you were coming in. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, are we going to get judged on our table today? <laughs> no, no. It looks great. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, it, and really, that's the thing is it, it doesn't really matter how fancy you make stuff. It's having the appreciation and having the gratification of doing something yourself. Um, my, you know, going back to my son, we built like this tiny little bulldozer kit from Lowe's that, you know, it's just like pieces that are pre-assembled that you nail together and seeing the joy in his face just from like hammering in these tiny little nails and just having that, that satisfaction of like knowing that you made something, even if it's like a little step stool or something like that, like it, it, it's so much nicer that we live in an age where people just like buy stuff and throw it away so quickly. So being able to have that skill to build something yourself. If there's a need in your life that you can fulfill on your own by creating something, I think that's like an amazing trait and something that we should be teaching, you know, the younger generation instead of just looking at their phones. You know? Agreed with that. More connects, more logo, uh, Legos. Yeah, exactly. You like, know, like these things that we, we grew up with. Yeah. Now everyone just has an iPad. Yeah, and They exactly. do like digital Lego buildings, I'm sure. <laughs> Minecraft or something yeah, stupid. Yeah, we're a big Lego house. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Well, man, I uh, I think you know if you want to give anyone a shout out, friends, family, people that are helping you out. Yeah, absolutely. I just uh, I'd love to thank my wife. She's the most amazing woman on the planet. Um, I couldn't do any of this without her and our our incredible son. Um, and also my mother. My mother was a single mother for most of my life and worked three jobs. And my work ethic and uh, really everything I owe to her. She was just an incredible woman. Um, so yeah and also my boss um he helped support me in this as well this endeavor um we do custom hardwood floors and custom furniture and uh the company is called artisan hardwood so if you know anybody needs some hardwood floors something like that you can we got contact you. me as well yeah we do beautiful custom work with that as well same He's level like, of detail do well but not too well yeah exactly He's <laughs> like I don't, I don't want you to leave so stick around but you know you can do your thing too so that's awesome yeah it's cool to have people support you like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I have such an amazing support system that I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Well, Tyler, thank you for coming on the show, bro. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you having me and I, I can't wait to show you guys what we're going to do and can't wait to play around of golf with you as well. Hey, right, yeah. yeah. If that's what you call what I do out there. <laughs> Cheers, <laughs> Cheers, boys. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Palm Beach Podcast. If you'd like to give back and help our show grow, please learn about ways to give and donate at thepalmbeachpodcast.com.